You're listening to In This Economy, an anthology of radio plays powered by the modern workforce. I'm Josh Rowland. Today's episode is part two of the Indiana 54. Now, if you haven't listened to part one, hit that pause button and go check out last week's episode instead. If you're all caught up on last week's episode, stick with me because up next is part two of the Indiana 54. Enjoy. Case closed, right? This is one of those open and shut things we're never going to hear about again, right? Uh, well, uh, that remains to be seen. And uh, you see this next tape uh, will muddy the waters considerably. It's a deposition from Marge Kay, <coughs> apparently one of the most senior members of the organization. And before we play the tape, I, I just want to clarify the sound quality here Speaking is- of quality, we're going to talk about quantity. Let's take a quick break to talk to you folks at home about Franco Sachs, Franco's Sachs. Look, something bad's going to happen to you. It's just the way it is. You can hope they will happen to somebody else, but they won't. They're going to happen to you. Not so with Franco Sachs, Franco's Sachs. And all in one sack of everything you need to survive the, let's face it, inevitable disaster just waiting to befall you. Not everyone's going to make it, but you have much better odds if you're prepared with one of my Franco Sachs, Franco's Sacks. What does it have? Thank you for asking. It has everything you need to stave off certain doom. If I told you everything that was in it right now, you would just put it together yourself, and that would be very unfair to me. But here's what I will tell you. Comes with everything you need to fend off fires, floods, tornadoes, tsunamis, Sasquatch, strangers, yetis, vampires, telemarketers, Episcopalians, druids, high elves, low elves, dark elves, satyrs, nymphs, nymphos, the occult, the obtuse, dark magic, black magic, magic johnson, pescatarians, pastafarians, chupacabras, tripacabras, hexes, curses, and the IRS. If you think none of those things are coming for you, you're wrong. Go online right now and order your whole family one of Franco Sacks, Franco Sacks, or you'll be sorry. As I was saying. So anyway, you're about to listen to a bad tape. Is that what you're telling me? I've personally inspected the tape, and it does not appear to be physically damaged, uh, but um, the, the, the contents can be difficult to parse at times. And which one is this? We're about to hear from Marge Kay, a venerated member of the organization, or so it seems. So we can roll the tape now. Hello, Inquisitors. Thank you for making the time to speak with us today. If you could please state your name and rank for the record. My true name remains unutterable as anyone who... Wait, which are you? Are you skull and bones? The deep ones? The flesh of the fallen? Marge? That one. I'm Inquisitor Marge T. Right. So nice to see you again, old friend. Did your children ever make states on their volleyball team? We are making conversation now. Thank you for asking. They placed third. If you could please think back to the night of the veranda incident. The veranda, its conception? Uh, not quite that far back. There are a number of architectural styles incorporating veranda-like structures. But I remember being with Josephine, Josephine Veranda, when she first invented it. We were hoping to hear about the night in Indiana, actually. Oh, yes. A terrible tragedy. The establishment of Indiana. 
and the poor Miranda. Can you please give us an account of your activities the day of the Indiana fatalities? My recollection is hazy, as I was not in uniform that day, and I am slowly morphing back to that form as we speak. So please forgive me, as my memory is doubly cloudy. But I am certain of this. I was in the trees, with the trees, and of the trees. The gate that was once shut swings open to welcome the final song, and I will be there to harmonize on its final notes. This I have seen also. I do recall the breakfast buffet being high quality and rich in cantaloupe, fresher fruits than I would expect in the American hinterland. Small miracles. Does that answer your question? In the most superficial way, yes, it does. As you're certainly aware, the Miranda fatalities put you closer to becoming Marge Prime than ever before. I have always been the first Marge, and will be the last. However, I have little interest in the paperwork required for such a position, and honestly, I'm a little slammed right now. What with my other obligations to various cabals, syndicates, and assistant professorships. Also, as I mentioned before, I am in a transitional state and may revert to a gaseous form at any moment. It is difficult for me to go through airport security at this time. Until such a time as I have fully developed wings, that will no longer be a concern. But as you may know, at that hour many things on this plane will be changing. And it is difficult to know if that will impact your club. Our club. This thing. Well... Thank you so much for coming down here. It is my pleasure and my hobby. Could someone please open a window so that the wind may summon me to its source? The tape's all messed up. Yes, which is why I provided an advance warning about the audio quality. Doesn't make any sense. I, I would agree uh, that Marge K's deposition is somewhat opaque, yes. Uh, but I think we can stand to learn a lot uh, by attempting to parse... Your tape's the... broken. This is a different tape. This is the same tape. Uh, she just sounds that way. I can't make heads or tell of it. Josh, is there a different tape? We do have one more recording from this newly unearthed cache of material. Is it like this one, or can you understand it? It's the testimony of a Marge M, who was referenced by Marge S on an earlier tape. You'll recall that Marge M is the one Marge S says was attempting to convince her to change her vote. Too many Marges. Let's just play the tape. State your name and rank for the record. Marge M. Deputy Whip, Shadow Cabinet. Please describe your whereabouts and activities on the day leading up to the incident on, around, and under the veranda. Here is a binder containing my agenda for the day, annotated where necessary, along with collated notes from relevant meetings. I've taken the liberty of laminating it. This is uh, extremely thorough, but I'm noticing one omission. You're a fast reader. 
Please allow me to clarify what seems to be missing. There's no mention of the meeting between you and Marge S., one that she claims happened between lunch and the requisitioning. Right. We had a brief chat. I had a feeling of who she'd be voting for. I tried to change her mind. How did you try to sway her? As you're well aware, as a member of the Shadow Cabinet, I attempted to sway her towards someone who shares our priorities. At the time, I sensed she would remain loyal to the old guard, which I thought was a misguided attitude. What do you mean by old guard? If you're not moving forward, you're just treading water. After you tread water for too long, you drown. With all due respect to the members assembled here, I hope my metaphor serves as sufficient explanation for my sentiments. Not really, but we have to move on. So you didn't feel the election was going to go your way. What about now? The election is in three days. None of us can predict the future, except for Marge K. There's no need for speculating. The consensus choice appears to be Marge C. Sure, I've heard those rumors. She's a member of the shadow cabinet with you. We all vote to protect our best interests. Some of us do more than vote. That's good for them, I suppose. Marge C wasn't on the ballot before the incident. Do you feel electing her as Marge Prime would be moving forward or treading water? A rising tide lifts all boats. You're mixing your metaphors. Allow me to be clear. Marge C. represents an exciting new current in our movement. She's quickly become a galvanizing force in the Junior Assembly, and we all want to use that momentum to enact an agenda of reforms to right the ship and secure a bright future for all Marges. Does that answer your question? Thank you for your time. Boats? Are we sailing? She seems to like speaking figuratively. This is very boring stuff, Tobin. I don't like it. What's next? Well, uh, now that we've digested this background information, I'd like to return to Katie. Rising star. Poor kids. Such a shame. Love her. How'd she fit back in? I think this last tape will really tie those threads together now that we all know who these Marges are and what their motives may be. You heard him, Josh. Bring us home. Okay. So, I'm on my way to see if I can peek my head into any of the open meetings, if there are any open meetings, and also maybe steal a sandwich from the lunch buffet. There are a lot of people passing through lunch, and they don't seem to be checking credential. Oh, wait. Marges is coming. Just gonna duck back here so she doesn't see me trying to sneak into lunch. Sure, everything's set up. Yes, I'm sure. Of course I'm sure. I don't know about you, but I don't want this conversation to be any longer than is strictly necessary. There's no margin for error here. The concept of a margin of error was developed by failures. And we are not failures. The plan will not fail. You're sure? I'm sure. You set up the interview? Right after dinner. That gives us time to set everything up. If you have the votes. Of course. She's part of the shadow cabinet. Do you have the votes? I have enough for her to win, but it'll still look competitive. Have you seen her yet today? Of course. I gave her a bribe this morning. Excellent. See you when it's done. Looking forward to never speaking to you about this again. <laughs> Likewise. Whoa. I wonder what that's about. Now I'll have something other than my bright future to think over while I grab a quick lunch. Wait, what? Right. 
So that recording is almost a confession, but when taken as a piece with those other tapes, in which their motives are, are pretty clearly laid you out- You just solved a murder! No, uh, we just solved a murder. No, 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 Everything you do is dumb bullshit. You come on the show and yell about the Sasquatch and the state legislator or whatever. This is real life. There's no statute of limitations on murder. I agree that this is a very significant find, and one that the mainstream media- Whoa, 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 whoa. Josh, are we live right now? Yeah, the stream's blowing up. All I'm seeing is hearts. Holy fuck. Yeah, and the chat's full of comments from people named Marge. Is that the idea? Like, did you tell them to watch? They found us. Holy shit, they already found us. Well, uh, Katie was a truth seeker, and now we're honoring her memory. Did you get ready for this? Like, do people know where you live? Basically all Marge comments now. Should I read some? Why couldn't you tell me you were gonna do this? I, I sent you an email. I skimmed the email! You send me an email every time we do this, it's about the fucking Sasquatch! Well, there's there's a robust Sasquatch population in the, in the tri-state No, we need to get you to a motel. I'm not paying for it. Josh, where's his car? I've lost control of the street. I've, I've, I've gotta go! Cut to a supplement break! Our show this week is brought to you in part by Franco Sachs, Franco's Stacks. If you've been out following the advice laid out in Franco Sachs, Franco's Tracks, you've designed a survival bunker that uses only the absolute minimum of space needed to keep you alive. And so you need a modular storage and seating solution that will allow you to store extra cans, sit and relax in the spare moments you spend outside of your cryogenic chamber, and reach up to the manhole cover exit in the unlikely event that the Earth someday becomes livable once again. Now many have accused me of repurposing the design of a milk crate for this product, but I would like to point out that all of these critics are well-known reptilians, and that's the last you'll hear from me on that subject. For financing your survival bunker, look no further than the low-interest Franco Sachs Franco's Max crypto credit card, for which all gold-level show subscribers are pre-approved. For all of your bunker lighting solutions, trust only Franco Sachs Franco's Wax. None of us trust the grid, and we can never know if the sun will rise, but you can safely bet that Franco's Wax will continue to burn long after you and your family decide to end it all with Franco's Axe. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our show tonight was written and directed by Sam Schnorr and Calvin Kaselke, who are in the back. <laughs> Tonight's production was produced by Josh Rowland. Our performers were Sam Schnorr in the back. Everybody, one more time. Andy Malaris. Sherry Magnello. Cindy Robbins! Marge Marjorie, the original Marge Resikoff! Carolyn Gage! Josh Rowland in the back, and me, Andrew Simon. Thank you all for coming tonight to the show. Good night and good luck. Thanks, everybody. In This Economy is a Brick Radio production. We were recorded at Brick House in downtown Brooklyn by O'Neill Moulet and Eric Haugesag. 
Our in-house producer is Emily Bogosian, and our executive producer is Sasha Mathias. For more information on this and all Brick Radio podcasts, visit brickartsmedia.org slash radio.